I'm Jenna Patterson Coots, and welcome to my first podcast. For this podcast, I'm going to be discussing K-pop. K-pop, which is short for Korean pop, has been rising in popularity in the Western world. I've loved K-pop since 2013 and still have a blast listening to all the different K-pop groups and artists. I'm an avid K-pop collector with over a hundred different albums. I barely have room to fit them all, but I really enjoy collecting, especially the random photo cards that come within the albums. Usually the photo cards are of one random member, and it's fun having the suspense of who I'm going to get in my album, as you won't find out until you open it. I've been collecting since around 2014 or 2015, somewhere in there, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. However, as much as I love K-pop and like to focus on the positive, it would be ignorant of me to say it's all sunshine and rainbows. In fact, the K-pop industry is actually really disturbing once you start looking into it. And you really don't have to look hard to find all the disturbing things. I'll start with something that's not directly the K-pop company's fault. The so-called fans. The fans that take it too far to show their love for the artists. The fans that stalk the artists, invade their privacy, and get their personal information. And find out where they all be for private flights and hotels. These fans are referred to as a sasang in korea i'm sorry if i butchered that i'm not korean and i can't speak korean because i haven't learned korean yet anyways i would never consider sasang's real fans because a lot of them resort to threatening the artists especially if the artist they supposedly love is involved in a dating scandal or is actually dating a member from the group Super Junior, Lee Sung-min, ended up marrying his girlfriend on December 13, 2014. The Korean fans were not happy, and eventually Sung-min had to halt all activities with the group. Still to this day, almost five years later, these fans are boycotting anything involving him. At this point, I don't see a way for him to be able to perform with Super Junior. I can't entirely blame these fans, though. I do think the K-pop companies love to sell the idea of idols being available for fans to possibly date, hence why most companies have strict dating bans. Another issue that's been reported but not confirmed is that supposedly some staff from K-pop companies sell K-pop groups' flight information and members' clothing to these sasangs. This might not be true, but I honestly wouldn't put it past them. Another huge issue with K-pop companies is the severe overworking of idols and forced diets. Some companies will weigh their idols or trainees, and if they weigh more than the acceptable weight, the idols will be punished. They may kick out trainees if they don't lose weight fast enough, or they will physically hurt them. For already debuted idols, the company may not let them eat, or they will force them to work out without any breaks. Or again, they will literally physically hurt these idols. A popular thing in K-pop is slave contracts. These contracts are long-term and signed by trainees who are usually only 11 or 12 years old. The contracts control where trainees or idols live, 
usually in a dorm, and control their diets, love lives, and their behavior. With these contracts, idols don't usually get paid until their debt to the company is paid off, which can take years. And some may not be able to pay it off, as a lot of K-pop groups try to debut, but sadly, they don't make it big. Former group BAP, which stands for Best Absolute Perfect, came forward about their slave contracts and tried to sue their company, TS Entertainment, back in November of 2014. However, in 2015, BAP and TS Entertainment had come to an agreement and the lawsuit was cancelled. The members returned to the company and made a few more mini-albums with them before Bang Young Guk decided to leave the company and the group permanently in 2018. This eventually led to the rest of the group exterminating their contracts and the group officially disbanding. All the members have now either joined new companies or they work under their own independent labels. Something that also happens within K-pop and Korean culture in general is the taboo of talking about mental health and taking it seriously. It's not seen as something important to discuss, and talking about depression and anxiety is pushed away to the side. For K-pop, it really is all about the money, and for the most part, they don't care about their idols' mental health. The only two companies that I can think of who actually kind of care about their idols' health are Big Hit Entertainment and JYP Entertainment. I say kind of because they still push their idols to extremes, but at least JYP has therapists for their idols in case they need that support, and Big Hit will give their groups under that company breaks if needed. SM Entertainment is not like that. They are actually currently under fire for not taking care of their idols properly as one idol under their company, Jong Yun from SHINee, committed suicide in 2017. And another idol also under SM, Sali from FX, committed suicide on October 14, 2019. She reportedly asked SM to take legal action against all the malicious comments that she was getting. Yet the company refused to act. This is still being investigated, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if it were true. SM is one entertainment company known for pushing their idols to unreasonable extremes. I'm hoping the public can find out more and that Sully can rest in peace. The industry needs to wake up and do more for their artists' mental health. And finally, to my last point about the dark side of the K-pop industry, it's something that is highly complicated and not much is known publicly, so I'll try to explain it in a short and simple paragraph. The biggest thing in K-pop right now is the Burning Sun scandal. This scandal is about a Korean club's involvement in sex trafficking, rape, prostitution, and spy cams in bathrooms, and to film women being assaulted. As mentioned before, the scandal gets complicated fast, so I'll just say that this is way bigger than K-pop. It involves higher-up people such as corrupt police officers and government officials. And the reason I'm talking about the scandal is because multiple K-pop artists have been involved in the business of this club. There was a chat room filled with illegal webcam videos of unconsenting women being shared amongst many idols. These videos obviously contain sexual assault. It's really disturbing. Anyways. One of the biggest idols accused is Sungria Big Bang. And there's a lot of evidence pointing to that he's guilty, so... I, I want to believe the victims. And this is the scariest thing about K-pop. We don't know these people personally. We can only see the image that these idols choose to show us. 
Idols are made to look perfect, and it's disturbing to see how many fans believe their favorite idols can do no harm and how they can blindly love and support them. Just go on to Sungri's Instagram, and there's so many comments saying they'll support him even if he's guilty. And some of the comments are even more disturbing than that, saying that they wish that that he would assault them because they love him so much. And then again, even when things are proven to be true, there are always people supporting their idols who participate in such disgusting, inhumane acts. I used to be a huge Big Bang fan myself, but ever since I found out about Sungri being involved, I've had a hard time enjoying their music. And I'm also glad that I didn't purchase his solo albums, which I was debating, so... Yeah. Um, I know people say to not judge the art by the artist, but sometimes it's too difficult to ignore, and the joy I once felt when listening to their music has deeply diminished. The K-pop industry may be incredibly messed up behind the scenes. However, it's important to note that it's not just the K-pop industry. It's really any entertainment industry, American, Korean, or otherwise, that all have their dark sides and none are better than others. It's not bad to enjoy the music and the artists, but it's not good to just ignore all the disturbing things that goes on behind cameras. Being aware is good. The public has a chance to call out companies for their wrongdoings and hopefully get some positive change in the future. I'm still going to enjoy my K-pop from home and when I'm out and about, but I refuse to believe any idol is perfect. They are only human after all, and some humans are not good people. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Got a little really dark in the end, but hope you enjoyed. I'm Jenna Patterson Coots, and I'll see you next time.